Yeah. You got a drink? Happy hump day. Oh my god, it is Wednesday. Yeah. Merry Miercoles. <laughs> what? Oh wait, is me? Is that? I said, yeah, you know what Miercoles is. Come on. I mean, I was just in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But uh, I man, that was like a really eye-opening experience. Of oh no, I don't remember hardly any Spanish. Really? Yeah, because like I would hear like people would talk like they start that way, they default to Spanish. And I would try and respond, but I would realize that I'm not fast enough. So yeah. I'm like, I had to like sit there and like register what they said. You to say lentamente, lentamente, slow down. And then, slowly, slowly. and then they would be like, and then they would immediately go into English because yeah, like, like, we don't got time for this. It took too long. Yeah. So it was funny. And then like, we, if don't, you, we don't got time to entertain this Americans. Yes. And if you tried, like we tried to say a few things like, of like once or twice and they like were like oh you speak spanish so they like started speaking spanish and i was like only <laughs> un poco i only know yeah, a little bit yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it was pretty funny i took a year in college um, yeah i didn't have to take year. i didn't have to take any language in college because i enjoyed it in high school mm. and like in college my book was in spanish all my papers had to be written in spanish yeah, now when I was like, yeah, this one, I wanted to have like parties on on Cinco de Mayo. I'm not, you wanted, I'm not trying to be doing you wanted all this. The, you wanted the experience of Spanish in our high school, which yeah, was yeah. never learning Spanish. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I mean, I did. I learned. That's what I mean. Like, I, I it was a social thing, but like, I feel like I, I could do a little damage. But maybe I haven't been in the in the in the thick of it yet. So. I was pretty confident. Yeah. I was, like, pretty confident. And then, you know, it's just, like, the speed that mm -hmm. natives actually speak it is what yeah. you're not ready for. Yeah. So, like, that's... you got to process it. Then you got to think, yes. wait, what's the word I need to use for... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Would be good to how, know how, another How language, was vacation? It was awesome. That was, that was really cool. Uh... First time I traveled internationally, too. Yeah. So that was um, that was really neat. It was very different. Yeah. Like even though we were at a resort, you know. Would you want to do it again, or or like? Uh, oh yeah. Just hit the beach. You think? No, I would go there again. I mean, I guess I would go there again because like the whole inclusive resort thing was like pretty chill, pretty cool. I don't know that I would go, like, I wouldn't go anywhere other than something like that in Mexico. <laughs> so it yeah. would be kind of going to just experience a different one, I guess, because there are a ton of them. But, but yeah, no, I mean, we, we want to go to, I want to go to like Europe and stuff at some point. Yeah. So I don't know that Cancun would be anything like anytime soon again, relatively. But yeah, it was you, sweet. Uh, Highly recommend it. You stayed it out of the way of the cartel. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't rubbing elbows with any uh, gangsters at all. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry to derail. You can uh, go ahead and give the pitch. No, it's okay. I was gonna say. Uh, I, I I tried to play video games while I was away, but it was a little difficult. Uh, only having my Switch, 
Um, but this is the Whiff Punish Games Cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave to talk AJ about Suave. Suave. <laughs> Wait, is that how Spanish? you say it in Spanish? No, what's my Spanish name? I don't. I don't. I'm just. Remember last episode? I told you. you yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think of like so a, I was new, just helping you out a, a new nickname. Suave is fine. Something's in my eye. Uh, yeah, I played a lot of stuff since last episode, kind of. So, so you gonna are we gonna run it down the top of the episode? Is that what we're doing here? We can. Yeah. Um, I I've want touched, to. I've touched a lot of things, but that's about it. Yeah, I would say. I mean, either I finished like well, I finished a couple things. I I signed up for Game Pass again, so I got the whole insanity of like touching a bunch of games right now. But yeah, yeah, I finished Demon Souls. I checked out Hot Wheels Unleashed because mm. it's the PlayStation Plus game. If you're listening yeah, to this in October, I finished Tunic. I finished Scorn. Overwatch Two came out, and. Maybe if we have time at the end, I'll talk a little bit about a Factorio-like wow. called Dyson Sphere program. Is it by the Dyson Vacuum Company? That, no. no the Dyson not. Sphere is one of their vacuums. Yeah, but a Dyson... No, it's the Dyson Ball. A Dyson Sphere is Yo, a Dyson real... Is, is a company that would have a video game. That is, that is not beyond... Di- I don't know how much you have... I know like, nothing about them as a company. Yeah, they would definitely do something like that. They have like child's Dyson makes like kids toys. Okay. That are that look like the adult version of like the product that they make so that you can like indoctrinate get, your get kids. Get them get them started young <laughs> to like get ready to do house errands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Now, a Dyson sphere is a real concept of trying to harness the energy from a sun. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like it's like the idea that if you could build a structure around the sun and immediately harvest all of that energy from the sun. So that's what that game's about. <laughs> Not okay, just vacuuming. So for me, I finished Disco Elysium. Yes. Nice. Um I also played Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. I tried Moonbreaker on uh early access. I yep. played briefly bullets per minute have some impressions on that bpm bolts per minute yeah uh i started cyberpunk oh yeah and i played dragon ball breakers right and also i want to talk at the end about street fighter 6 which had its beta uh last weekend which i did not play but i watched a good bit of it and m le excite yeah, I still haven't even seen anybody really play it. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so uh, let me kick off. Yeah. All right with with Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. Uh huh. Because I have some interesting thoughts about that. Okay. And then I think that dovetails nicely into uh, Overwatch two, which we both have played. Hmm. Uh, not to steal the uh, driving. No, it's fine. Go here. go right ahead. Uh, so I I started Cyberpunk for the second time. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that game is sick. I also uh, jumped in to the uh, Netflix anime Edge Runner, Cyberpunk Edge Runner, mm-hmm. just as like a companion piece to me playing the game. Um, 
you know, we, we've already talked about cyberpunk. It's a known thing at this point. Uh, yeah. But like part of the cool thing about that game is just like getting invested in the world. Uh-huh. And, you know, we talked about this in older episodes, how that world can be overwhelming because there's, you know, files to read and people to talk to. And like everywhere you go, something's cracking off. It's, it's and a, and a have, crazy you, inventory system. Yeah. 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 If you have FOMO in any way, which I do when I play video games, I don't like to miss things. Uh, that could be cool. Um, it's very, it's very overwhelming. Like you're just like, I don't know where to turn my attention to. Right. And so having this anime to like introduce me to the world has kind of like crystallized this thought with me that like, it's a perfect way to kind of get entrenched in the world without having to like read like, all of it in the game. Yeah. And yeah, stuff. yeah. In yeah. game. And like, it makes me think of when I played Dark Souls the first time. Yeah. I read the, I read a book. Uh like it was a just about the first Dark Souls and like I read the book as I played through sections of the game I would read that section of the book. Yeah. And it's so good. It's like it's good for me. It's a good way for me to play because I can just play the game when I sit down to play it and then I can also still do the whole world building RPG uh place myself in that mm-hmm. that immersion type thing. So I I definitely recommend Edge Runner. Most graphic anime I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 definitely going to watch it at some point. Yeah. And Cyberpunk is still cool. I'm having a little bit of trouble like trying to get it on the right settings. Yeah. I still don't <laughs> I'm think not surprised op- to hear that. I still don't think it's optimized very well. No. Um but it's kind of interesting because uh I feel like the cyberpunk world, you know, where we have these corporations that basically control everything and capitalism is like the thing that runs society to the point where, you know, if you don't have health insurance, they'll just leave you to die on the side of the road. <laughs> yes. but if you do have health insurance, they'll come and pick you up yes. because then you can get entrenched in their like they can health, give, they can give healthcare you, program yeah, where they you're can in give debt you to the healthcare program and, and like yeah. Like, dude, we're so close to that in in real society. Oh, yeah. It's like insane right now. Yeah, like it's it's played for jokes, not for jokes, but it's like it's played for kicks in the cyberpunk genre. Yeah. Um, but like dude, we're we're there, man. But it's like, like too it's, real. Yeah, it's too real. It's insane. The only thing that's not there is like the the uh, neural stuff and like facebook's trying to get us there with metaverse and everything else right and like the neural stuff is like being worked on (laughs) yeah it's like being attempted at least yeah 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 it's kind of scary a little bit yeah it's like everything i i i see in this game and then like i saw in the anime i'm like this is sick and here the neon lights and the like it's cool yeah but like this is very close to like our reality right now. Yep. And that is a very sad, I don't know, sad thought. Like it's alarming, I guess. Well, uh, yeah, but it's like, it's also, it's one of those things that just feels like inevitable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of it's based around the consolidation of industry and, 
and the internet kind of being the thing that and the and the internet yeah like it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's like it's just gonna happen yeah <laughs> it's, and it's and it's just as we get closer and closer to that happening it's just like it makes me think like when because the cyberpunk genre goes is back not, a ways yeah 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 so it makes me think like how did they see this in the tea leaves or or like did it just happen because I don't know. Like, like what kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Conversation kind of is where yeah. I'm getting at a little bit. Like, it's weird that it's weird how much this genre is mirroring real life right now. Yeah, to me. Yeah, even going back to like, um, I don't know. When did cyberpunk probably originally start? Or like, I guess sci-fi in general goes back forever in movies and stuff, and like. Just letting your imagination run rampant is what leads people to uh, innovate and make things anyway, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, like, they're in science fiction. Science is a root word in that, so they are using like mathematics and technology, and, and they're informed by things that yeah. somebody fantasized about at some point, and they're like, "What? How would we make that happen yeah. now? Like, with all the stuff that we have, and it's like this uh, self fulfilling prophecy." <laughs> Yeah, it's Basically. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, but so, you know, jumping from that, corporations, cyberpunk right now is having its time in the sun a little bit. It has, Pretty, the, it has the most yep. uh, concurrent users that it's ever had yeah. on online or on Steam or wherever you want to look. And I feel like there's this conversation going around the games industry a little bit. Like... uh cyberpunk was always good mm-hmm. kind of like it's this <laughs> argument a little bit yeah and it's interesting to me because the question to me is you know was it always good probably or the other side of that is was it just not complete because they released it two years before it like really should have been released and thus um yeah now that it's got all the updates that it needs to have to be a game that everybody can access and not uh have yeah. game breaking glitches while playing it's finally getting its its time in the sun a little bit yeah i i don't know that cuz i finished it around the time of release like i think i stopped i stopped playing it after like a few hours at release and then i came back to it a month or two later or something yeah and I can look past issues pretty easily. And I went, I knew it was going to have problems. And I was like, I'm just going to try and ignore that as much as possible. And I don't know that that game is, it's not bad, but I didn't think it was anything special. Yeah. And like, this this resurgence of interest in it and like oh they patched it a bunch. I think some of it is because of the anime. Honestly, it is because of the anime. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and, and and it works now. And and just that minor barrier that is probably not as easily to look yeah. beyond for most yeah. people. Like I think the fact that they probably fixed a bunch of minor little irritating things and that just piled up for a lot of people that stopped playing it or just didn't give it a chance, like 
coming to it now, it's it's like a normal game. Yeah. And so then it then it also is like probably wow, this is like a really good looking, pretty interesting world, etc. So we lost some cyberpunk conversation. Yeah, I don't the, know how uh, it was probably me just being negative about it. So the corporations uh, heard us talking crap <laughs> on their game and jacked into Got our neural network. And then runner uh, jacked in and yeah. messed everything up. Yeah. I got up and hit my fa- turned my fan off. Maybe like there was some kind of power surge or something that was like no. It's possible. Yeah. Now I'm just gonna sweat it out. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Um, so Cyberpunk's having its resurgence and. And I yeah. I pose a question. You know, two years basically after its release, is it is it good now because because it's complete? We we decided maybe. But that brings me to a a game that just released that we both have played. Yeah. That I think is facing a little bit of this uh, same dilemma, and that's Overwatch Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just released like two weeks ago to very little fanfare. I haven't seen any commercials for it. <laughs> like it's like they snuck release it released it out. Yeah. And and really the funky thing about it is. Like, none of the content that they plan for the big Overwatch 2 release is there. They basically um, made some adjustments to multiplayer and changed the store, changed the way they. And they eliminated Overwatch it. 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah, an, it I mean, was like an update. Made some, it, wasn't, it wasn't just yeah, a new yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, so they, like, they removed a game mode. Which included all the levels that were for that game mode. And then they added three heroes and a new game mode. Yeah. So in some ways, they removed content from the game when they went from one to two. Mm-hmm. And they made it free to play and added a battle pass model mm-hmm. now. And removed the loot boxes. Mm-hmm. So currently, there's no way to buy any of the old skins that you liked unless you pay for currency. Yeah, and your your currency from if you played Overwatch One, your currency carries over, and you can still use that for cosmetics, but that's all you can use it for, and you'll never get any more of that one. It's technically different than the currency in Overwatch Two. <laughs> so yeah, so so weird, a bit of weirdness. Like yeah, I feel like what I think personally is that uh corporate corporation activision blizzard corporate side of this game dev team wanted something to get pushed out the door and they didn't have whatever overwatch 2 is ready for that so they were like here's the update and and we're gonna call this overwatch 2 as the release because now we can do this whole you know battle pass thing and get people paying to play and yeah. earning money now and so yeah. like they they push the update and that's what it is and i think like that sucks for number one i'm disappointed because i was like ready to be excited for overwatch yeah again. yeah kind of like it's a it's a nice multiplayer game that include like everyone 
can play. Yeah. You don't have to have a, a, a closed group or everything. Like there's enough people that, uh, that can play. And then like the free to play thing is good for me to get other people invested who normally just wouldn't buy the game. Right. Like I can play with my cousin and my friend Harsh said he would play. And like all, all I have to do is be like, yo, download this. Right. And it has cross play. Mm-hmm. So like it, I can play my PC and, and we don't have any issues with, with playing, so all those things, I'm like, yes, this is going to be sick. We're going to get, like, we're going to be playing Overwatch again. Yeah. And then it launches, and, like, the best thing it has going for it is that it's still Overwatch, which is fun. Which is good, cool. which is a good game, yeah. It's still fun. It's still cool. But, like, there's just not anything else. It's, like, not exciting at all. No. It's the same game I've played 45, 50 hours of in Overwatch 1. Yeah. And so, like, the the desire to jump back in is kind of not there, and, like, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's um, it's not there generally, and then I think any kind of positive feedback at all, not just loot boxes, is entirely removed from that game. Like... Oh, yeah, yeah. You're I getting... Agree. The experience that you're getting is play Overwatch and you win or lose. Yeah. That's it. That's all it yeah. is. <laughs> and that's that's what games yeah, they, should be, but they, they aren't anymore. They removed so you're speaking specifically to like medals. Yeah. And uh like they still have play the game. Yeah. Um some of the some of the way the game communicates how well you're doing in game they've removed. Yes. Because the reason they did this was to uh prevent toxicity is what they said so yeah basically because some people are jerks they made the game worse for everybody like i just right it sucks because like i don't i honestly don't even really understand that logic because the metal system was kind of brilliant because you didn't know who did what unless you were playing with people you were talking to so like couldn't you look at the statistics though? I mean, you could probably dig into it and figure it out, but like right there at the end of a match, you don't know who did what in terms of like the metal system. So all you see is what you did basically. And so yeah, I, you would get, I get that. Like I think there was a I think there was a way to look and see who was not um pulling their weight, I guess. I don't know because I've never saw that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. like it it was I'm talking more I guess of like a personal thing where yeah, like I know what you're saying yeah like you would get oh I got a bronze like I got I got two bronze yeah. for healing and and silver for damage I got a bronze Sick, I did good does yeah does that mean I did well I don't know but it looks like I did something so yeah. like that's nice yeah. and so like that system to me was always very positive yeah, and, was, and and you had the loot boxes, which you're earning like every time you level up, which you're not level. You don't, you don't level, level anything up except the battle pass. Except for the battle pass. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah, and then like yeah, endorsing the feedback. The feedback loop is is gone. It's it it really yeah. There's really is, there's zero feedback loop other than other than the next tier, the battle pass, which you can kind of just click on in the menu and see what it is anyway. So like, there's no yeah. excitement about that. There's no like it's that's just a grind. Yeah, it's a hamster wheel that most of the prizes aren't 
really exciting anyway. Right. Like I've never like I think I've played enough games at this point with battle passes and I've purchased a few of them and whatever where like I'm never looking at every one individual level and being like I can't wait to get to that thing. Yeah. It's more like I go I go to the to on to say that I've never looked at a battle pass and thought, "Oh yeah." Right. I want any of those things it's more like well if i'm gonna put time into this i might as well be unlocking things while i put time right yes but but if i went back and seriously looked at the value of what i was unlocking i would be willing to put money that i wasted my money 100 percent of the time yeah yeah definitely but like i don't use any of the stuff i don't care yeah like i'm somebody who does want cosmetic things sometimes so like i will swap them out every so often and so, like, I mean, I do too to an extent, but like, yeah, it's just I mean, nice to can... like, oh, I built all these things up, and I can go back and yeah. like look through them, and you know, at yeah, some point yeah. I got this. I don't know when I got it, but like, yeah, in other things, like even Call of Duty did this, where Call of Duty's Battle Pass, if you played enough, you would earn enough currency to buy the next one. Oh yeah, and yeah. and magic does that too. That's how Fortnite works. And yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised Fortnite works that way. Yeah. So like, that's like fundamental battle pass requirements today. Fundamental, yeah. and you don't get any of that in Overwatch's yeah. first season battle pass. <laughs> like yeah. none, literally no level gives you any of the in-game currency. <laughs> so like, so it's. It's just like it seems tone deaf and it's just a bummer because like it does play well and the new characters are cool and I like the new mode. Yeah. But um, I even like the switch to five people that they they switched down from six to five. I, li- I like that battle adjustment, too. I Yeah, I still but don't really like understand notice. that or notice any like yeah. ba- the the thing that is noticeable is the tank is way more important now, which is like cool but not cool because i liked having two tanks like the threat of two tanks is was cool i don't know i don't think i always want more not less and i don't think the original game was like imbalanced or tuned poorly or anything so like it feels like a change for no reason just for a change's sake sake. yeah so I, i find that very weird um i don't like hate it it's just weird like I don't really Yeah. I guess like for me percentage wise I'm going to have 5 people playing more time than I'll have 6 people playing. So like I can fill a full squad more theoretically more times with 5 people than I can with 6. Sure. And and I feel like it's a little bit easier to like like solo kill a team or it just feels less um it feels less I don't know. It's like a little more chaotic, and uh, I I just think it's a good adjustment. Mm. I I think where the difference is meta wise is probably in like ranked mode, platinum tiers that we can't. Which I don't to. give a shit about. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah, whenever games are, whenever games like this are like tailored to that audience, it's a little frustrating. If that's like the decision they're making. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that, but. Well, because you have to think the majority of people playing the game are not playing it at that level. 
No, I agree with that. But I also think that if you don't, if you tailor to like the people who are casual, then what the upper tier looks like isn't. I'm not saying that either. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation. But, I like, think. I watched a little bit of Overwatch League when we were playing Overwatch a lot, and I wouldn't say the fact that it was a six-man team was a negative. You know? like it, it. No. So, like... I mean, it's successful because of, like, you know, they made adjustments to it. It originally wasn't tank healer. Yeah, they DPS. even yeah they even fixed that yeah. <laughs> since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's just a new adjustment. They could I I could see them doing a 6-man mode. Yeah, they doing, could they could bring that doing back. Doing a 5-man mode. Like this is just, you know, it's they it's they're even calling it early access. I don't even know if they're uh, <laughs> because it's not the full official. release of Overwatch yeah, too. Yeah. 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 So that stuff is kind of, you know, it's a games as a service thing. That'll get I don't I don't want to say it'll get ironed out, but you would think that they would be constantly evolving that. Yeah. And they could um, they could make drastic changes to economy as well. Um, yeah, I'm sure they will. I don't know, but here's here's the thing. Would, here's the but... thing. It has more concurrent users now than it's ever had. Free to play was a huge success for it. There's like 25 million people playing the game. Yeah, so I actually have thought about that, and just because it's free to play doesn't mean they needed to get rid of loot boxes. They could have made no. them less easier to obtain. Like, they could have no. kept the same system. <laughs> yeah. And they could have put stuff on a battle pass that you can't get in the loot boxes. They could have done both things. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it, it's it's like a removal of a thing, again, for kind of no reason. Which yeah. is Here, the, frustrating. The question that I want to ask, though irregardless of uh of Activision Blizzard's decisions to change Overwatch irrespective of it I guess not irregardless um what do you think that says about current gamers that um the f- the switch to free worked that well like do you think like this makes me think am I an old Am I old man now where I want all these things in this game that I just paid for the game and then they give me these things? And, like, really, that's out of tune with, like, what the actual, like, num- majority number of people that play games are. And, you know, companies just are are recognizing that. And instead of making the game for me, which, like, I don't even have time to play video games anymore... You know, I put five hours in a week com- compared to, you know, Sally's 13-year-old kid. I don't know. That was a really weird Sally. example of her. <laughs> My <laughs> best friend, Sally. Sally. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying? Some 13-year-old kid who, you know, they're just used to that Overwatch free, uh, do the challenges. I mean, think of, hang yeah. with friends. Think of, think of and, when, and like, when we th- were teenagers. Yeah. And... You had to, like, have a job or pester your parents for money to buy a video game. Yeah. Which, for us, was very different because they don't understand video games. And they were like, Yo, why would you spend money To buy a video game? To rent a video game? Yeah. To rent a movie? Like, we had to beg our parents to get us to take us to Wilson's Video Corner or... 
Blockbuster or whatever it is. Like things are so different now with on-demand content. Yeah, that it's just like so the expectation of free to play is is like now. It's, you, yeah, like that's yeah. going to just continue to be the the expectation yeah. of probably specifically multiplayer stuff. And yeah. how are companies going to be able to? make money off of that it's by doing stuff like this and, yeah, yeah. and like i understand that and i don't it doesn't i'm not like upset about it i just wish it was done more wisely <laughs> like yeah they could they could kind of have their cake and eat it too yes if they left some of the stuff like it feels like with this specific instance and you know what i'll, I'll, I'll give another example halo infinite um yeah it feels like they are so catered to that battle pass experience that they are forsaking like some of the things that made the original experience of buy the game, get all the stuff, uh, which really developed your core audience and people that are, were playing anyways. Yeah. And like, it just feels a little grimy and icky and it sucks. It's, it's, it's like makes me not want to play the game or support a game. That's gonna do those kinds of make those kinds of decisions. Yeah, like stuff. you'd think you'd think somebody would be like, we don't want to immediately launch with a battle pass only. We should launch with yeah. like other stuff that yeah. that makes people want to buy the battle pass. Like, yeah. and Halo is a great example of not doing that. And now, yeah, there's it's too. It's, I, don't, I don't know when that game released, but they're still just only on the battle pass for like two years at a time with content in the battle pass that stinks. Yeah, they and, and, I don't and think like Halo's half a, the modes aren't even played. Yeah, Halo's an example still. of a game that is just a mess in general. Like it doesn't have enough content to begin with. <laughs> like so so like they just needed to get that out the door to probably recoup yeah. some things. Well but, well that's my that's my point with Overwatch. Like I And Overwatch think, is probably the same because what money were they making on Overwatch one yeah, at this point? Yeah. Zero dollars yeah. probably. So so I mean I get it I from feel, a business I like, perspective. I feel like they wasted like if they would have waited until they had whatever the big two content is. Yeah. Like let's say the original promise was some like big destiny PVE where you get to pick the all the characters of Overwatch and do like story based missions and stuff. Yeah. Which I think would have been successful. Like people really like the Overwatch characters. They you know Yeah. They're all kinds of fan art and all kinds of stuff with the Overwatch characters. Um like if they would have waited till they had everything ready, I feel like the launch of Overwatch Two would have been this big exciting thing. Yeah, and now it's like a, it's like a fart in an auditorium room. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's like it's no... like it's seriously nothing. And like the people, the other the Gloom Boys, I, I say that, but there's 25 million people playing the game. But like, so that <laughs> number also the thing I've thought about. Like, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. The thing that matters well, is retention. Retention a, matters. Yeah. Well, no. It doesn't. It what matters is is there's there's a chance for twenty five million people to buy that battle pass. No, yeah. And then but and what, then they have their But their maybe money. they buy maybe those twenty five million people bought it the first time and then they're like, This sucks ass. I'm not I'm not engaging with this at all and then they don't play with it anymore. <laughs> so like Yeah, but so they maybe that, make that, that upfront what thing, but is that what happens in the free to play games of service model? I don't know, I'm just being theoretical here. Yeah. You know, they push an update, let's say August of 2023. Oh, Overwatch is exciting again. Now everyone dives back in. 
Because like we've seen games course correct, Destiny, Cyberpunk, for to just bring it back around to my example. Yeah. Like I don't know, it's just a it's a new era that we're in. Yeah, they and can it stinks a little bit. They could they could and it and it makes it easy for everybody to give it a chance all the time. Yeah. 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 Um I don't know that that necessarily means it's a success. Like that's that's all I immediately yeah. like numbers might look successful, but is it actually like are are those people even considering the the battle pass? Did they buy it? How many people bought it? Like that's the number I want to know. You know, I don't know. That's the number they should be touting. Really, I don't know. They but they duped me. They duped me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm ready to play some Overwatch. Just get this battle pass. I didn't even look at it. Yeah, there was there was no way I was immediately buying it, <laughs> and I didn't. Yep. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um. All right, we're done with the Overwatch Two whining session. Yes. Let's let's jump to a game we are we're positive on. What what have you played anything that you you quite like? Yes. Um. All right. Hold on. Let me hear about it. Well, you shut the door so your cat yeah. keeps. I needed uh, I keep... needed to shut the door just so we don't get any extra background noise because I'm sure you hear my chair squeaking. <laughs> we're about to get a new. Which one I'm getting a new one. Nice I'm getting a gamer silent. chair finally. Yeah, baby. Uh. So I played something I'm very positive about. Uh, a 2022 release, actually. Ooh. What a, a few and far between. Ooh. Um, Tunic. Nice. Which Tunic? I I don't know how like at the forefront of awareness that game is for like the general gaming community. Like I only heard about it from the couple podcasts I listened to. I don't know if it was something that was like really well advertised or anything, but Tunic's like a 3D isometric, specifically isometric, that's actually really important, uh, Zelda game. Like, really traditional Zelda. And that, I think, is enough explanation of what it is generally. But the thing that makes that game so cool is you don't know anything. Like, you can't read the in-game text. <laughs> so, it right away throws some of that text at you, and you're like, what? <laughs> what is that? Is it like, like wingdings? It, sort of. It's like, it's not wingdings in that it's a bunch of shapes and stuff. It's really just lines and how, um, and how, like, lines are connected in a, in a certain pattern. And... I think there's some logic to it, too. Like, if you really wanted to, you could probably learn the alphabet. Um, I did all the secret, most of the secret stuff in that game, and as far as I know, Ooh, it doesn't... he did most of the secret it stuff. He's a pro gamer. Well, it doesn't really teach you the language. Like, Sorry, I'm feeling saucy because I, uh, I had a ZOA. What's a ZOA? It's the Rock's energy drink. Rock's? Uh, the Rock. Oh, you know, the, the, oh, the oh, oh, the, the wrestler. Actor. Okay. Yeah. You mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. This is this is the energy drink for healthy warriors. The people's energy drink. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, Tunic doesn't teach you anything, and that's what is interesting about the game. Is it's a Zelda game with like decently challenging combat. You know, a little bit more modern. You're doing a lot of dodge rolls, and you have invincibility frames in your dodge roll, and 
whatever. And there's a bunch of different items that do different things like a Zelda game. So I, I kind of feel like that's what was cool about Breath of the Wild, right? Um, like you just woke up in this yeah. uh, thing and you're like, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah. And you just kind of go. And so I can see... I, I'm trying to make a comparison, and I didn't play the game, so yeah. you can tell me I'm wrong. But like to me, that's the, that's where my mind jumps when you're talking about. Yeah, it. I mean, the reason I think I got sucked into Tunic was I I really want to know what is so weird about this game. And Does like, it have good music. It, it looks has, like a game that would have it has cool good music. music. It's really chill. Yeah, and I chill. I think it's like a pretty like cutesy looking game artistically. Yeah. yeah. But it's dark as hell. You play as a little fox, don't you? Yeah, you play as a little fox. And, like, everybody's... Or a little Shiba... Could it be a Shiba Inu? It could be, but I think it's a fox. <laughs> okay. uh, and And, like, that is, like, deceptive because the theme of that game is really fucking dark. And, like, there's some stuff later that is, like, wow, like, this is really messed up, kind of. And um, So the other game that it... That seeing... Uh, seeing gameplay this the other game that ma- it makes me think of that i also didn't play is death's door yeah it's very similar to death's door um okay and i and i that was dark too wasn't it death's door was dark like kind of up front and then it had weird moments of comedy <laughs> so like okay. the comedy in Some that levity, game was a little bit of levity sprinkled in yeah and like the salt base sprinkled the levity into yes the, right, and it always it, felt it, like it. that too because it kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> and you were like yeah, wait yeah. this game isn't funny like why is it making jokes tunic tunic once you uncovered the layers in inner layers of the onion were the ones that were and uh, that's where it's like wait a little bit rotten wait this is really sinister yes um yeah but you have a you have a visitor i know i see that hello my dog came in. Um, so the coolest, the way that Tunic does this is what makes it so unique and interesting. And it's the fact that you are collecting the instruction manual for the game. Oh, that's kind of a neat thing. Within the game. So yeah. like you're collecting pages of the manual as you play through the game and they're in a random order and you'll get them and look at it and it'll have a bunch of the text that you can't read but it'll have a bunch of imagery that you can like figure some things out context clues yeah and the way that it does that is amazing it's cool. it's like absolutely insane trying to think of designing this and like communicating it to the player so that they could actually be successful in getting through the game it's like it blew my mind basically the whole game and so let me ask you this. If you had to choose one, I, I'm going to a desert island, and I can only bring one game, and it's between these two games, Death Store and Tunic. Which one are you bringing? I think Tunic is more interesting. Okay. I liked Death Door more, I think. Oh, that's that's like a... That's a you didn't pick one. That's like a cop-out. Well, because I'd probably, I'd probably pick Tunic. Um, okay. Just like overall, it has like more to it. Death yeah, Death's yeah. Door is kind of just a um it's really just a Dark Souls game in much more stripped down and like that's kind of it. That's like that's what's neat about it is it's like this is a Dark Souls game but it's like an isometric 3D simpler thing. Isometric Dark Souls baby. Yeah, like Tunic is Tunic is way more of a thing that's like it's worth digging into. You want to dig into it. Where Tunic or Death's Door, I kind of was like, I think this is a cool world. I just want to see it through. 
Yeah. Um, Tunic, I was like playing constantly and thinking about constantly and like wanting to understand it more. And yeah, yeah. I, I think the one thing that is like, it's not a spoiler, but it's like going into it, knowing it is that it has this really esoteric puzzle to it that that's alluring. Like, yeah, you want to play through it because it's cool. It's like a cool experience. But then also you're also just trying to uncover the mystery. Yeah, you're also trying to be like, what are people talking about? Like, what is yeah, this crazy yeah. puzzle? Like, do I have? Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing to pull you through the game. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. At least that's how I feel when I'm in that type of uh, experience. And it did like the whole time, like the whole time I'm thinking I was thinking, I'm thinking, I was, uh, what's the game where you play with, with the dog bird dog thing, the bird dog thing. Um, yeah, it's from the people that made Ico and, uh, Oh, uh, last guardian, last guardian. Like that's how I felt. I was like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. 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 Man. I love last guardian. I'm jumping all over the place, but yeah. I, I mean, that's what Tunic is, is like, it just keeps you going because you're like, oh, I want, yeah. I'm, I'm getting more of this instruction manual. I'm learning more about the yeah. game. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Um, that said, I like Last Guardian too. That game's sick. I love Last Guardian. Everybody that yeah. thinks that's a bad game is an idiot. They're probably not dog people. That's why. Probably. <laughs> but like, I, I do want to caution that I think Tunic is like really, it's crazy. I think Obtuse. it asks a lot of uh, the player, because like eh, we're in the age of YouTube help videos. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I obviously you can look up whatever, and I had to look up the last game's like secret puzzle because I was just like, I'm not doing this. Like, I know yeah. what I need to do, but I'm not doing it. And and I'm glad I did because it was like I would have never figured out one part of it, and that's what. I think I think it's borderline psychotic. <laughs> like wow. what what that last puzzle asks of you. It's totally insane. It's totally insane. And like the information is there in the manual for you to solve this final puzzle. It's all there. Hoping somebody's going to understand some of it. Yeah. Is just that's like where the that's where the crux is. What? Like and, <laughs> I was like talking to um to friend Mike from work and Josh while I was trying to do the last puzzle and I was like you know I like know what I'm supposed to do but I don't know how to like make it happen and that's yeah. really frustrating and like so Mike sent me a thing and he was like yeah and he spoiler blocked it in Discord cuz I was like this one page doesn't make any sense to me and he's and I clicked it and I was like I would have never in a million yeah. years, figured this out. Never. Like, yeah. this one specific part of this puzzle. I understand what the puzzle is and, and like, what it needs to ultimately be. But how I do it and how I piece it all together, no way. And, yeah. and like, I looked it up and did it and just, you know, used a guide. And that felt a little bad. But at the same time, like, just now knowing what it is, like, I I dare somebody to tell me they figured that out. Yeah. Like, anybody that played that game... I would be absolutely astonished if they figured it out themselves. Yeah. So that's the only caution is like some of the things in the in that game, like even some of the fundamental like progression type things are yeah, like it's a, a little bit up to. They're a little like uh, I didn't even know I could do this because the game doesn't teach it to you other yeah, yeah, than yeah. through imagery and stuff. So mm -hmm. 
And then the I did mention that like the isometric part of the game is really important. You can tweak the perspective of the game a little bit, like the camera. Uh, okay. So like there's a lot of stuff hidden in the environment that you can't see unless you spin. Unless it you like, yeah, it's it doesn't even let you spin the camera. It lets you just like tilt it a little bit. Okay. And so by tilting it, it then will reveal like, oh, I can actually go behind this or. Yeah. There's a thing here or something. And those are really, really well hidden for the most yeah, part. Yeah, diorama puzzle stuff. Sort of, yeah. 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 But it's awesome. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I think that that's game cool. is so awesome. And um, definitely would recommend it. It's on Game Pass, too. Sweet. Yeah. My uh, my jumping off point from that, you know, you're talking about figuring out, figuring things out, and that's what's difficult. Yeah. Uh I'm going to go to uh, Moonbreaker, mm-hmm. which is in early access, which I thought was... The idea of it was so cool that I was like, I want to back this game. I'm not early... I, I don't really like early access. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just play the game when it's out and see all the 1.0 stuff. I don't like to miss things. That's my FOMO that I spoke about earlier. Yeah. But this is pitched as a competitive multiplayer game. Um. The idea of it is that they're replicating the tabletop uh, miniatures um, experience, like Warhammer so, or yeah, like Warhammer or the Star Battletech. Wars one, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So you actually have uh, the minis in the game, and they have a whole mode where you can paint them, and they have like different airbrushes and stuff. So that's kind of neat. But basically, uh, the way it works is. You have a like a leader or a general, I can't remember what they call them. And then you have like a bench of uh troops. Yeah. And you start with your leader and your maybe two troops on your bench. And every turn you earn one um one more uh mana currency. <laughs> yeah, one more mana. We'll call it yeah. mana cuz I think it's called aether, but Yeah. You earn one more uh, mana, one more currency to spend. And that currency will buy um, special moves for the people that are on the board. It will call uh, troops from like your ship to your bench. And it will also call people from the bench onto the field. Okay, yeah. So you earn one on the first turn. You earn two on the second turn. You earn three on the third turn. So it's like kind of... Uh, cascading um, so you can do more and more and more as the game goes longer and the objective is just to kill the other person's uh, leader yep and so um, there's three different leaders in the game that I know of right now and they all have like wildly different abilities like one's a ranged guy and he can move this amount and he has special abilities and like every troop kind of has different it's like XCOM a little bit where every Every troop has a different. Uh, every troop has a different ability that kind of changes the way the game is played. Yeah, and so you also have assist modes that you pick at the beginning of, the, or two different assists that you pick at the beginning of the game. They're randomized, so it could be like heal one guy two hit points, or um, uh, tractor beam pulls guys in, so you can do an AOE attack and hit multiple people. Different things like that. Right. And so, um, the idea is that they are going to, uh, 
kind of do like the magic thing where you earn currency and buy booster packs and in those booster packs you get either uh skins like color variants of your true of your yeah um things or you get new uh troops to use and um battle pass lets you playing the game lets you earn those currencies yeah to then buy more stuff so they they have the they have multiplayer which is what the game is balanced at uh-huh. then they have a couple different single player modes where you can kind of just like figure out what different troops use there's like a rogue um there's like a rogue like mode where you kind of face increasingly difficult oh things. yeah sure mm-hmm. and they those there's like challenges built into different modes so that you can earn there's like a couple of different currencies that you spend on different things yeah so uh uh it's turn based, just like XCOM. It, it's on a grid. Um, it, it's it's uh, no, it's not on a grid. Oh, it's it's just uh, it's it's kind of like uh, Divinity, where oh, you, you can just a move movement. a certain range. Um, and there's but there's cover like XCOM, and there's like there could be smoke on the map or something, and that like so they have the the targeting is the same. Like you have seventy percent chance to hit. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're doing the calculations that way in the, in the same way. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's really it's really neat. Uh, yeah, it sounds really cool. It's really solid. Like uh, uh, I've been getting stomped. I probably played eight games and I've lost every single one. <laughs> um, I just don't have the desire to like grind the game. Yeah. To learn like effective. Uh, like how to be competitive at sure, it. Sure. Yeah. I really enjoy playing with a friend where like they're more near my skill level, but like you can tell you can tell when you get into a game and dudes are are, are uh making their moves synergize really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um you're like, well this dude knows what he's doing. But I will say that part of the online experience, it's really cool to see how different people synergize different things. And there's enough in the game, even at this um, early access stage, that I like feel like it's it's pretty solid. Like there's enough depth. W- yeah, 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 that you can do like a lot of stuff. And I haven't, I've seen people use things different ways, and you know, it, it's a really good, I think, uh, grounding like starting point for the game to to launch. Yeah. Uh, so another thing that I think is neat is like, it's all written by Brandon Sanderson. They have all this lore that the game has like a windows media player type thing overlay where it's like a little thing you can just open up and it has like podcast episodes that are just like acted, uh, voice acted story sections for all of the different things. And so you just like open and close this little pl- media player at different like you could be painting your yeah. minis or you could in the right in the middle of like when you're playing turn-based game and like that's how it delivers a story and i think that's i love sick. that yeah it's it's really yeah. cool and like if the brandon sanderson i don't know if you've read any of his books but he's good he's a good writer he, yeah he's uh yeah he's got some some good stuff so like that premise and that idea is is pretty sweet that's awesome they only had they only had uh one i only listened to the one um, generals like episode episode one of the general story, and it wasn't it wasn't like amazing. I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna yeah like sit here and be like oh it's so sick yeah. But like I think 
the idea that is something that could they could grow on and yeah, I think the it idea could is awesome. really cool. I mean, like yeah, that reminds me of the tapes in Phantom Pain. Like yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. best feature. That was one of the best features of a video game ever. Is like because yeah. like in the age of podcasts and stuff, mm-hmm. building something like that into the game is like so valuable. <laughs> and yeah, and you're like you don't you're even have to engage mouse with and it, keyboard. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're already playing mouse and keyboard, so like just to have that little extra thing on your interface that you can open up, it's like it's so integrated right into the experience yeah. that it's perfect. And like um as far as turns go, like you're on a timer. Oh, okay, yeah. So so you can't re- really like take too much time with your your turns and so it keeps the game moving really good. Yeah. And uh you know, I I think it's cool. Yeah, it I think sounds really cool. cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see like where that grows. It'd be neat to have some single player content, uh, just to kind of flesh out maybe some more of the story or yeah. uh, different things like that. Because I do think it's sweat it's sweaty right now. <laughs> like it, it's tough uh, getting in there. I um but I'm definitely it's really my only in it. Uh, yeah yeah that'd be cool. I'd like to I'd like to play with some. I'd like to play some people that I know aren't. Maybe you would stomp me, but I'd like to play some people. I mean, that I have so much experience level. playing stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, I mean, it sounds a lot like my all-time, one of my all-time favorites, Duelist. Like, okay, Duelist. Other than building the minis, was very similar. Yeah. Um, that one was locked I- to a grid. I want to say that some of the devs from Duelist are involved in this. They might be. I know. I I know that came up somewhat recently. That like, I got to Google now. Yeah, like, go ahead and keep talking about Duelist. Well, I mean, I talked about Duelist to death on. It w- it would have been two v one, I think, and like, I love that game. The the like the combination of something like a Hearthstone card system, which is basically what you're talking about, with like more options essentially paired with tactics is amazing like that was so appealing to me i played that game so much and i th- there's been like one or two other attempts at that that uh like i think it's called feria um very interesting but not as not as interesting like it didn't suck me in um yeah. like you like literally the thing with feria was like you built the map that you could stand on and use, and it was, like, certain types of terrain that worked with your characters as opposed to the other team's characters. And, like, so that was, like, that was really cool, but it just didn't suck me in like Duelist did because Duelist was, like, this perfect... Uh, there's complexity of tactics, but it's still a relatively simple game. And Yeah. And this kind of sounds like that, um, other than adding in the... Like, you have options of what to spend your mana on as opposed to just playing a card, like the ability type things. And something with lore that has a built-in audio playback for it, Mm -hmm. like, it seems so obvious, but, like, not enough games do that. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's cool. Like, the, the modern arcane games do that. Yeah. Like, you can listen to stuff while you're playing through the game, and, like, that's amazing but like something like cyberpunk sort cyberpunk sort of has that i think Uh, like you can like listen to some things while playing it but like not all of the things so 
Yeah, more games need that. Let's check it out. I th- I bought like a Founders Pack because I was I was trying to support it, but I think there's a pretty cheap buy-in uh, if you were interested. Yeah, in I am, I am a little hesitant about it being early access. Like, yeah. I'd maybe like to wait a little bit just to see. But yeah, it sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't have a good segue off of that, but I really want to talk about Scorn. Oh. Um, because I don't think anybody is. <laughs> uh, not that I've heard, at least. Um, my boy Skill Up, Shill Up, yeah, Skill Up. He is liked it, right? Yeah, he he's he's one of my favorite reviewers on YouTube. He does like in-depth video essays that are like 30 to 40 minutes a pop for the games. Yeah. But yes, he was he was uh he was very high on the committal to uh a, a specific thing yes. that Scorn is. Yes. He compared it to um uh to what's the walking sim game? Uh, <laughs> Which one? Death Stranding. He compared it to Death Stranding. Oh. Like he was basically saying that like, you know, Death Stranding I think is a phenomenal game and some people aren't going to like that game just based on what the objective of the game is. Yeah. But like, if you would say that you don't like that game, that doesn't really talk about like how good the developers executed the vision of the game right. at all. Yeah. And so that's what he was saying. So scorn, I was not really aware of it. It was a Kickstarter game and it's been in development for a long time. Uh, yeah. I think it's like seven or eight years or something. And so I wasn't aware of it until two years ago maybe when it was on like an xbox thing so i want to say this don't talk about it i'm gonna i think i'm gonna play it so don't give too much detail in uh okay yeah i won't i just want awareness of what's cool about it and it they it got shown off at an xbox thing like two years ago i think and it was like this really weird cg trailer that was immediately reminiscent of H.R. Giger's work, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the artist that designed the Xenomorph from Aliens, and a mm-hmm. lot of the aesthetic of the first Alien movie. And mm-hmm. seeing a game right away that is like going for that very specific style of his was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, no one does this. No no one draws like this. No one does art like this. There's a couple other, like, there's like a Pol... I don't even know how to say his name. He's I think he's Polish. His last, yeah, another st- artist his last the... name starts with a Z. <laughs> but he sort of does a similar style, but not like, not That's like a... Giger. The guy that you're talking about is who they base the art from the game The Medium on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that game has like a dual reality thing going yeah. for it in the game, and the, like the messed up reality is is based on the art of this Polish guy that you're talking about. Yeah, which we didn't even know the name. of. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> so, it's like Z B I K something. Like yeah, yeah, Polish yeah. is the cra- it's the cra- craziest language. Um, but anyway, so like this trailer like blew me away. I was I was like I'm interested immediately uh, yeah. in this because it's so. It's such a choice to go for that because Giger's artwork is really disturbing. Body horror. It's body horror. It's very sexual. It's it's so it's such a specific kind of like 
not really gross out thing, but if you primal primal meat, yeah. Uh, but if you like, it's uh, like you look flesh. at it, f- yeah, like flesh, like weird flesh converging into other flesh, and yeah. and vaguely sexual and phallic, like. You look at it and you you might if you don't like sit there and absorb it you're like oh this is interesting but if you like I really think, look at the detail you're like ew <laughs> I think the sexuality of it is supposed to represent the like mechanical nature of of human beings Yeah like like at the at the base function they just reproduce Yes and so yes. so there's this like Yes. There's this just very primal, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, really. It's, but. it's so it's so reductive of a body. Like, yeah, yeah, of a soul, even, really. Like, your, your body is just meat for yeah, some purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's really disgusting when you stop and consider it. And mm-hmm. Scorn nails that. Absolutely yeah. nails that. Like, the whole time I was playing it, I was like, this is fucked up and gross and difficult to think about and consider and commiserate with what is happening in this world. And, like, it kind of blew me away. Like, I don't want to overhype it. It's still a video game. So it has, like, some failings of video games. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um as an experience, it's so interesting. It's it's so interesting. And like I think um it's really short. It's and I didn't even say it's a first person adventure game. Um there is some shooting in it. There's more than I would like. There there's quite a bit of it, actually. Um but the way they do that is kind of cool just to see it. In execution, it's not that good, <laughs> but but like I think it was an interesting attempt, and it's so linear that you don't have to worry about anything else. You you are just trying to get to the next thing and get to the next thing and yeah. get to the next thing, and and the puzzle that stops you along the way, you have to do it. It's not optional. You don't have to yeah. you don't have to worry about it being an optional thing and potentially a waste yeah. of time. You know you have to do this, which is like really liberating because Yeah. You can most games nowadays are they're trying to fluff up the experience yeah. with all this Right. I would say interestingly, the game design reflects the art design in that it is one specific yeah uh thing that like i could i could even see the mirroring of of how they were trying to communicate a specific vision and they were like we're not going to do any bs collect collectibles or there's no dialogue side objectives or yeah, yeah there's yeah, no yeah. text so that's that's interesting just from a meta uh, yeah there that game communicates um, everything to you in game there's no yeah. pop-ups that tell you what they do there's nothing it's just an interact button. Would you golf clap it? Oh yeah. I can't golf. Yeah, you didn't it, play I it. Um, no. I think it's really cool. I don't want to give recommendations. Yeah. That are uh, like I'm. Like, I'm undeserved for me. I'm still thinking about the ending of that game constantly. Yeah. And yeah. I think anything 
that sits with you and you constantly think about it, whether it's negative or positive, means there was something impactful about it. And yeah. I th- and I think that game has a ton of like situations that left a lot of impact on me because yeah. it was just like I can't believe somebody I can't believe a team saw this, this. through and yeah. made it and animated this stuff and all everything about that like I kind of cannot believe that game exists because it's so weird and I don't know. It's on Game Pass. Um, I think it's technically only on PC and Xbox. I don't know if it is if it did or eventually is coming to PlayStation. Um, I don't now. I don't know that I recommend it. Yeah. Um, because it's really fucked up. Like it's gross. It's really gross. And. Not just gore, like it's not just gore. Like the fa- the things that happen in that game are like disturbing. They make your skin crawl. <laughs> it, like I'm so, I'm so, I don't know if I want to subject myself to it, but I'm so. Curious. That's what I mean. Like I'm that's morbid. I'm morbidly curious, and I don't. I never understood that uh, expression. Like how? What is morbidly curious? Where did that come from? Does that mean like you're so curious that you would you put yourself in harm's way? Is that what sort it's of? It's like, like you're you're putting death? yourself out of like you're kind of putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation or like a thing you don't have positive outlook for, but you need to know what it is. That's so. That's basically how I des- am describing my own uh, design. I mean, should, you should I? you specifically. So like you like the thing. Yeah. That. You will li- you will find things to like in this game. I mean, the thing is good for like all the other things, like paranoia and stuff. But like, the thing it's is an amazing movie because of the practical it's a effects. Piece of cinematic vision. Yeah, it's it's the it's an amazing piece of film because of like all the crazy practical effects that look absolutely disgusting and it's disturbing. Yeah. And then it has the like paranoia story, which mm-hmm. is good, but. Like, I think a lot of the stuff in Scorn reminded me of the thing constantly. And that makes sense because that art style, we only ever saw it in static images. And it, like, lets you kind of, it lets your mind wander about, like, what is, what is this? But, like, seeing it in motion is, it's profound, (laughs) sort of. I almost want to stop playing Cyberpunk and just... you could crush this. So I mean, we could some, talk about it. Some of the puzzles are, some of the puzzles are hard. Like I, I think, yeah. I think I got really lucky on some of them, and maybe that was on purpose. Maybe they like figured out a way to communicate it really good. Yeah, like they 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 tuned it enough that like you look at it and you mess with it and you're like, I don't know how I'm ever going to solve this, but yeah. but then it kind of just does. Um. I mean, yeah, it took me less than four hours. So, like, I got it's it's quick. It's a quick thing. Yeah. Um. And and actually, I think the combat is is hard. It's it's mm-hmm. much more survival horror-y than yeah. than a shooter. And like, I don't think it does a great job of explaining that or um get letting you know that you need to conserve things. Mm-hmm. So. That's again another caution. Like it's it's not a game I would recommend, but I would say I I generally really enjoyed it. 
And um, I wish it's one of those things where, like, I really want to know what they were thinking in terms of a narrative. Because, like, it doesn't explain anything at all. It just ends. It ends and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> what? We ran out of game development, so there's... Well, no, that's not what I mean. Uh, no, that's not yeah, what no, I mean. I'm, just, I'm, being, um, I'm being silly. Yeah, just the way the way that it ends is like... I just had my eyes open and I was like, what? <laughs> and And I think it does a good job through that short experience of like doing new things the whole time. Yeah. Which is great. So, yeah, Scorn is cool. uh, really cool. Really cool. So, so uh, I guess to jump from that, I'm going to give a brief uh, Im- impression of BPM, and then I'll talk about Dragon Ball Breakers, and I'm done. Yeah. Uh, BPM is bullets per minute. Similar uh, aesthetic to... Um, Maybe Scorn yeah, a little bit. I need to look it up because is it an older game? It's probably four or five years old, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was one thing I saw on Skill Up's channel okay. for uh, for reference. Um, it's basically uh, if Crypt of the Necromancer, Necrodancer. like the rhythm Necrodancer, yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer, if, uh, if they put that rhythm gameplay into Doom... I'm talking oh. uh, like old school uh, Doom, and so you have to like dodge roll and reload and shoot on the on the beat. This is not what I thought it was. Um, and then it's a first person shooter. Yeah, it has a like, pretty cool art style. It's like uh, really monochrome, but it's like red and yellow instead of black and white. Mm-hmm. So they and, I, and you're you're playing like through some version of hell. Maybe it's. It's like you're shooting angels and demons and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's run-based, uh, procedurally generated uh, kind of Doom maps where each room has like a chest in it or a combat challenge, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you make your way to a boss, and then you beat the boss, and you can go to the next level. Uh, that's all I have, really, of it. I played about an hour, and it is extremely difficult. Oh, Yeah. Uh, it feels really good to kind of get in the zone, like Crypt of the Necker Dan- Dancer. Yeah. But, like, once the combat gets kind of frantic, you have to dodge on the beat, and that is, like, really difficult to do. Yeah. Especially with the, like, I couldn't beat the first boss. Doing it in first person so, and, like, being a shooter, that does seem really challenging. That's one of the reasons I'm still, even though, like, I have a problem with the music choice for that Metal Hellsinger game. Yeah. I'm also hesitant about just what it is as a game. Like, is that a rhythm game too? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I, unless, unless it's not, and the music just ramps up as you do well. May, maybe it's not like a timing based thing. I could be wrong about that. But I thought it was. I thought I thought you would get bonuses for like doing stuff on the beat. Yeah, I don't know. But, but I actually you don't know. you have to perform on the beat in BPM bolts per minute. Okay. Um. And that's what makes it difficult. Also, you can only get hit like four times. Yeah. So there's just no room for error in a whole run. Is and it a is it a run based th- game? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think 
I think I am starting to realize about myself. Like I've always said, I don't really like roguelike games. And then I played a couple roguelike games that I did like, and I started to kind of re-examine that yeah. feeling. But like, I don't see myself. I don't feel the need to like get good at this and power through. Like I, it's kind of defeating and crushing to go back to the beginning. It's like, man, I would like to get good at this if you just like gave me enough health to get through it. <laughs> and I'm on the easiest difficulty setting. Yeah. And it's still like kind of kicking my butt. It's like, man, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, maybe there's just like a hump you got to get over, and then once, oh wow, here's the rhythm. That's probably what it is. But so, I never got to that point in Crypt of the Necrodancer, and I feel like I played that game a lot. Yeah. So like it, I don't know. I think, I think that, I think that. Did you play the Zelda one? I did. I I got pretty far in that, but then I also fell off of that because why did I fall off of that? I think I think I just didn't really like navigating that game because <laughs> like so in the Zelda one, I feel like it was it stunk at first, but you had the ability to unlock hearts, which made like once you had a little bit of room for error. Yeah, because like it didn't it didn't give health a lot, but like once you have enough health that you can survive experiences and then go find health. Yeah, like that changes the entire pacing of the of the rogue like thing do you know what yeah. i mean yeah i mean so crypt of the necrodancer had like permanent upgrades and yeah. stuff like that like and you would get you know assuming your run was going well you would get things that make it easier but for whatever reason i would get to a point in that game where it just was too much yeah and and then on and then trying to stay on beat was like and you have to like not only stay on beat but you have to like do it quickly you can't just like take a break and skip a beat and then do it because then you lose you lose bonuses and stuff so like yeah that's what i would be afraid of in bpm too like if it works that way and like i love rhythm games but like the one the ones that work really well are the ones that are limited like you only have to focus on this thing as opposed to like so what made crypt you know and what's the zelda one called cadence Help of hyrule cadence of hyrule thank you yeah i only played cadence of hyrule so oh, what okay. made cadence of hyrule it's pretty different hard yeah then it's pretty different than crypt it's pretty different by by crypt being an actual rogue game like oh cadence was un- whatever cadence you I made think cadence, cadence you made progress through bit. and moved through the map and saved and beat bosses like it wasn't the same thing um what made cadence hard was that you have to move on the beat yeah too. Mm-hmm. yeah and then the um enemies like you had to recognize you had to what type patterns. of enemy what it was and predict their yep. movement pattern so that you wouldn't get hit yep. this is not like that Okay. Um, you can your dodge roll has to be on beat, but you are running in like it's FPS. You're just running okay. anywhere, and and the enemies are basically chasing you. It's like they don't do it's anything. A little bit in like relation to the the music. I think they probably shoot on the rhythm. Okay. Or or but like you're you're running from them. You can run anywhere in the map. Your dodge roll seems like it has iframes on it. So it's not as like okay, recognize what's going on and try to pre-plan. Yeah, it's more visceral, just reaction on the beat yeah. to be on the beat. Okay, so I feel like you can lock in a lot better than like yeah, 
like cadence of Hyrule and Crypt were more like, okay, here's a puzzle I need to complete and be on the rhythm. And like, that's what made it that difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds better. Yeah. 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 Is the music, the music good? Was really, yeah. The music was sick. <laughs> yeah. The music was sick. Okay. So like I could, I'll, I'll turn it on. I'll check in again. Let's see, see how I can, I just, the hour that I played, I never got over that like hump of, I only, yeah, I almost beat the boss. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost beat the boss once because I got a really overpowered gun, and then I didn't have to. But like dodging the boss's melee attacks, like I recognizing them and dodging. Part of it is probably my I'm not good on WASD. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, FPS yeah. very very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so some of that is my own ineptitude. Ineptitude. Right. Ineptitude or ineptitude? What's the word? Help ineptitude. Ineptitude yeah. with the controls. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a keyboard warrior when it comes to, uh, <laughs> FPS. Yeah. So, but I think it's cool. Uh, I, I would see if it's on games pass or something like that. So you can, so you can check it out. Yeah. I just looked like it up a, on steam. It's like 20 bucks. It's not a, it's not a super expensive game or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not what I thought it was. I thought it was some older game. It came out two years ago. So, yeah. 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 It sounds yeah, neat. So, uh, I'll ch- I'll check back in on that and the, the only other game I played, which now I can't think of what it was. I meant to look up my notes page. What was I talking about? <laughs> uh, you, f- I don't. You finished. Come on, were you, li- were you listening? I was to listening. Me? You finished Disco, but I don't think it was that. Um, Disco was cool. I enjoyed the ending. Uh, I'm I'm blanking too, and I know you said it. Dragon Ball Breakers. Yes, that's it. Yes. Dragon Ball Breakers, asymmetric multiplayer, so, much like Dead by Daylight. So weird. Dude, the concept of this game is incredible. As a Dragon Ball fan, I couldn't pass it up. Yeah. All right? It has, basically, there's eight people playing in one game. One person takes control of one of the bad guys, and the other seven play as normal humans. Oh, that's a lot of people. And, yeah. Yeah. And so the bad guy right now in the game is Boo. Uh, Cell, Frieza, and I don't think Frieza. Maybe Frieza. Whoa, really? That would be crazy. If I think I only saw Boo and Cell. I can't remember who the third. It has bad to be guy Frieza. Was. Yeah, it's probably Frieza. It's got because the bad guys. Be. The bad guys have to do things to level up. So if you think about Cell, he starts in imperfect form, right. and then he has to like absorb a human or an android, and so like. He gets stronger as he does those things. Yeah, and Frieza, um, you know, levels up and stuff too. Boo starts as like the magician guy. That's uh, oh, Bibbity. Yeah, and Boo starts as Bibbity. Okay, <laughs> so maybe he has to summon Boo or something. I can't remember yeah. how that, that that works. And then as the humans, you are trying to collect um, parts to a time machine to warp out of the out of the world, basically before the guy powers up and and kills you. Yeah. So the the you know the bad guy can fly all over. He's real fast, and then also as he levels up, they have those giant AOE attacks that like you if you watch Dragon Ball at all, they like come into the ground and blow up half the world. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So like as he levels up, he starts being able to do those attacks that just wipe out entire area sections of the map. <laughs> so like that's what causes the tension yeah. of of you tr- trying to be able to escape. Like they have some fun stuff where like you get the dragon balls. Yeah. Like you get a dragon ball radar and you hunt the dragon balls as the bad guys. 
trying to hunt you and then like he can take the dragon balls from you and like i never got the dragon balls in the game so it's all the stuff going on you you unlock power-ups that let you briefly turn into the z fighters so you can like fight him off fight the bad guy off but you, it's only for like a, a quick second that you change into the z fighters uh-huh. so um and then like the it has like a it has a battle pass of course and the but this isn't a free to no no so the battle pass is uh you buy the game and it's what it comes with yeah it. um you, you would just purchase tier like you can purchase levels of the battle pass if you wanted to uh but the things that you unlock are basically like parts for your person so it's like dragon ball clothes and like goku hair or yeah. Bulma backpack or or whatever and it's just like it's so silly like it is so silly there's like these goofy little scooters that are they look like um segways kind of but they're hover segways that you ride around on on the map yeah. as you're running and uh it's just really like the controls are really loosey-goosey and you're just running around doing emotes to each other while the while the freeze is chasing you and it sounds so silly it's so funny yeah. that we like. I played for a little bit with uh, one of our friends, Justin, and we were just we were literally cracking up the entire time. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to see like what they add to that game and and what becomes of it. And yeah, and, and I feel it's like also... anything Dragon Ball is successful. Like they, the, yeah. the fan base is built in, so I think there'll be players to play it, and it's it's ridiculous and silly yeah it's one it it is one of those things it's like is this going to have a player base enough you know um i mean i don't need it to last forever i'll I'll play it while it's while while it's it's hot hot and then yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean it does seem it does sound funny and it is only it's also a pretty cheap game it's only 20 bucks um yeah did that come out on other stuff i don't know what it what all it's out on all right, so probably have to break in somewhere here in the middle of Dragon Ball Breakers because of technical difficulties. We've had multiple of them during this recording. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It's not a big deal. I turned. Do, my do you have more to say about Dragon Ball no, Breakers? No, I think it's fun. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I encourage anyone who is interested in playing it with me yeah. to hit me up and let's play. Okay, I'm. I would like to try it. Maybe, maybe I'll just cave and get it. I don't know. It really? sounds funny. What's I mean, the, it sounds it sounds really price? funny. Uh, Twenty bucks. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good price for it. I didn't realize it was that cheap. Yeah, it's really cheap. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. money. That's where. That's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. My, yeah, like, it's my not, Z, it sounds silly. I don't know. It's not a Z person, but my person is like so funny. He's like wearing the TN hat and like gave yeah. a goofy face. And then Justin had the Yamcha hair, which looked looked really funny on his guy. So it's it's, <laughs> it's good. It's definitely yeah. got some potential. I'll say. I like that it exists because <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Yep. Um. So I don't have um. Again, I don't have a great segue off of that, and I don't want to spend much time on it. But I did play Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, what's your what's your opinion? Did I um, overhype? Did I oversell it? 
Yeah, definitely. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I like racing games a lot, and I think that's pretty well established. Um, it's free on PS Plus right now, and it's really solid. Yeah. For that, um, my instinct of not really buying it or being that interested in it was accurate personally because it feels like shit. No, it like, does not. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Man, I do not no think those I do not think those cars feel good to control at all. And I think that's part of the game because they're hot wheels running into each other. Yeah, and flying off the track. That's what makes right. the craziness of it. That's what makes it good. Like there's a that's frustrating. That's a frustrating experience for me. Oh man, um, I think it's so funny. Like, like it's it it's funny and it's silly, but like I played, I pretty much only played it one day, and I played it for a couple hours because I was like, I'm gonna give this a chance. So yeah. I like went through quite a few races, yeah, and unlocked things and whatever, and I mean. It's cool, like, the maps are cool, and building the tracks with, like, pieces of Hot Wheels is cool. Like, the, it's it's cool things, but when it comes to actually racing, like, I wasn't really having much of an issue um, on the normal difficulty, so I was just... Uh, eventually, when I got by everything, I just won every time. And when I didn't get by things, if somebody ran into me and I just got all fucked up and crazy and went flying off the map, it just made me mad. Cause like you don't just get spun out and have to and fix yourself and whatever you have to deal with the weird physics of the cars interacting with each other and bouncing all over the place and whatever. Yeah. That's what it it, is. And and I I understand that. There's also a respawn button. That's what you're supposed to. Yeah. You're not, you're not really getting back on the track here. You're respawning and going. Yeah. And so like, it's like a silly thing. It's not a thing that I like the racing of. And that's where like, I don't like, I don't like the drifting. I don't like, you know, I just, I just couldn't get into what it is to enjoy it. Like it was like, Oh, this is a neat idea. And like I could definitely the, see e- how spending a hundred hours on Gran Turismo and then going and a to million Hot other Wheels, racing games and then going to Hollows, yeah. you'd be like, well, this is not exactly what I'm looking for when it comes but like, to. <laughs> but like, I love Mario Kart too. So like, I like arcadey type stuff. Yeah, too. but how much it's, Mario Kart do you play single player? What just you? I mean, not any, not any nowadays. The 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 falling off the track in a multiplayer setting is more fun. Like if we were if uh, if you were hitting my car and the physics was dealing with that, I think it would be more fun. But so that's like this is one of those things of like I would never want to play that game multiplayer because I would say let's just play Mario Kart because <laughs> uh-huh. like I don't think Hot Wheels has anything that interesting about it. You know, like it's it's a Hot Wheels thing. So like if you are like have a lot of nostalgia for them, maybe I guess that's yeah. a thing. I had a bunch of Hot Wheels cars. But, like, if it was a thing that you were like, let's play that, I would be like, why? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I didn't find anything that fun about I just, it. I enjoy that craziness. Like, I feel like I'll turn it on every once in a while, while, like, I'm waiting for other people to get on and stuff, and I'll play a race or two. Like, that, 
thing that you're talking about that is frustrating to you is like what I like about the game. I feel like every race that I do, there's some moment in the race where something ridiculous happens. And yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I can't believe I made it out of this. Or just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that experience at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like, and actually, the funny thing was, it was, it was one of those things where it was like, um, the game came with like two really good cars right off the bat. Yeah. So like I was unlocking some stuff and, and I even texted you about it. Like I unlocked a rally car that I was like, Oh, this is really cool. Like this is like an iconic rally car and it's pretty good, but it's, it's considered a certain tier in the game that you can't upgrade it. So I have this car that I think is cool but I'm not going to use it because there's no reason to use it because I have this other car that's significantly better. And so if I'm not using that car, that's significantly better. What am I doing? I'm just losing all the races. And so like it, it just wasn't like a good, like there was no chase to anything. I already had the best car that I could possibly get because it gave it to me, which was weird. Um, so so then once I was through all of dealing with those cars and the craziness that you're talking about, I was just destroying everything. And I wasn't I wasn't going to put it on a higher difficulty. Yeah. Cuz like I I'm Maybe not you're just really a, good at racers. I feel like the difficulty gonna, was pretty good. Um Oh no, I wanted like the, everything. Part of I had the, to restart a couple of them, but part of the rest, uh part of the there's challenges to complete certain races with certain cars. And so you. Oh, I, I didn't even see those actually. You do start to get like I, if I'm trying to win with this giant hot dog car, it's a little bit harder. Um, yeah, I didn't. So there's see some that. silliness built into yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, I I I probably oversold it, but I feel like expectation wise. Oh, so I still went into it with very low expectations because yeah, yeah. I, I knew what are, it was going to yeah. be. <laughs> I was like pretty sure what it would be, and when I started playing it, I was like, "Yeah, this you is didn't, hot." You didn't want to like it. This is Hot tried. Wheels. I mean, I knew I wouldn't. It wasn't that I didn't want to. It was like I knew I wouldn't. But I gave. I think I gave it a pretty good chance, and I know what it is now. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a bad game at all. Yeah, like it's not a bad game. It's 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 a fun idea. Um. It's just not it's not something I would choose to play. Yeah, really. I got you. Yeah. Um but uh I guess like just real quick also and then you can talk about Street Fighter just so we're not too crazy long. I did finish Demon Souls. Um cuz I think last episode I talked about yeah, how You're pretty close to the end of it. That game is still really hard. Um yeah, I was pretty close to the end, but also it it was like one of those all of the Souls games are eventually you get to a point where you just destroy everything pretty much. Yeah. Like, or you should be. You just have to execute things, like movements to make sure you are destroying things. And, like, I got to a point where um, the weapon I was using was already totally ridiculous. And just by nature of playing the game, I was still getting a lot of Souls to upgrade things and my stats and so like i started doing stats that i didn't need so like it just started compounding into yeah. like making you way too strong so like i had zero issues with, with the, the latter stuff. half of that game well that's good. and um 
Yeah, yeah, which, like, that usually happens. That should happen when you're playing those games at some point, once you learn them and everything. And that's a great game. That's just a... That's just such a cool thing. I'm so glad it exists. Um, cool. And that was it. <laughs> cool. So talk to me about Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six. Here's the here's the whiff punish corner. End of the end of the episode. We'll dive into Street Fighter Six here. I'm so pumped for it. Uh, yeah. The la- last weekend was the beta weekend. They did close beta. I basically watched all my favorite streamers play the game, and then listen to what their opinions were on the game and I think they've come up with something that sounds pretty interesting in terms of uh, fighting games yeah they found a way to incorporate the mechanics of all the previous Street Fighter games into this game okay so Super Turbo Street Fighter 2 was the first time they had super meters so this game and they're only used for supers so this game has a super meter, only used for supers. You can do level one, two, three super. Oh, okay. Um, uh, third strike had the parry. Yeah. This game has parry. It works pretty much like uh, the block button does in Mortal Kombat. So it's not like a thing where you're going to parry and then get advantage. Okay. It's like basically like a block button, so you don't have to deal with like left to right mix-ups. You can just hold it, hold the parry down, and it'll parry every attack. But it also has recovery on it. So, like, when you let go, like you can't just hold it all the time, because when you let go, you can get hit when you're coming out of the, of the animation for the parry. Okay. Also, it drains the drive meter, which is the thing that's unique to Street Fighter 6. Um, Street Fighter 4, well, go ahead, what are you going to ask? Is the parry only supposed to be used... Is it like a needing-to-know frame data stuff? Like, should you only be parrying certain moves? Is that what it's for? Uh, so, there is a perfect parry, which is like, if you frame perfect things, then you will get advantage on it. So, it works kind of like the Mortal Kombat uh, flawless block thing. Okay, yeah. But also, um, like, it'll, it works the same way the block block does, but it like doesn't have as much pushback on you as block and um, right when you block attacks you lose drive meter when you parry attacks you don't lose drive meter so this meter management of the drive meter is like what's unique to six and i'll, I'll get to like what that means at the end um so street fighter four had focus attack you remember how it had like the armored move yeah so this has a thing called drive impact which is basically like focus attack you can okay. hit the button and it'll armor through moves and you basically get to skip neutral and just slam them. Uh, it's like a really big... Every person has a really big screen-covering drive impact move. It's basically like if you used Urien and you charged his V-skill and did shoulder tackle. That's like basically how it works. Okay. Um, and it has this big flashy like effects on it so you can kind of react... Like, if you do a drive impact to me, and I know you're going to do it, I can do my drive impact right back to you. And so then my armor will eat up the one hit of your your thing. And then, so it has good counterplay stuff. It's, like, not something you can just hammer on. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing in Street Fighter 4 that, that went with the focus attacks was you could dash cancel out of focus attacks. 
So, like, at high level, that's how they did all their combos. Like, you'd hit the focus attack button and then dash out of it, and it would cancel the whole thing, and then you would keep doing combos. So that's in there. Um, it's called Drive Rush, and you can do it out of any move now. So, like, you can dash, and it'll cancel anything. It just costs you Drive Meter. Okay. So the combo system is, like, completely open. You can basically just do whatever you want, as long as you have meter for it. Huh. Um, Street Fighter V had uh, V-Skill and and uh, the V-System, which had, like, V-Reversal, which is basically the get-off-me, I don't want to deal with your, your pressure thing. So that's yeah. back. And I would compare the, like, managing drive meter to managing your V-Meter in Street Fighter 6. So, you have your CA thing, your your uh, super and critical art meter at the bottom, and then your drive meter at the top. The drive meter is spent for parry, it's spent for the drive rush and drive impact things I just told you about, and then it's also how stun works. Uh, like, if you deplete the whole meter, you go into, like, a burnout mode. And okay. When you're, when you're in burnout... You take chip damage. Yeah. You are. Like, that's the only way you take chip damage. Yep, it's the only way you take chip damage. You are less. Uh, like the, it changes the frame data to basically basically in the game nothing is plus in the game. So there's no frame okay. data like that you have to worry about until you are in burnout mode. Then everything's plus. So basically, like it's never your turn if you're in burnout mode. Okay. In burnout mode means you can't use your drive meter, which means you can't parry or do drive impact or drive rush. And then also the way you get stunned is if someone uses their drive impact move, which is like the focus attack, on you while you are in burnout mode, and you hit, it hits you and you hit against the wall, it does a wall splat and that's how you get stunned. So then it's free combo for, for that. Okay. So the the management of that meter is like very very important to how the yeah. game works. Yeah. And it's really interesting because it feels like it feels like like the the complaint about Street Fighter Five with me playing and with like I feel like a lot of sentiment is it was difficult to deal with people that were just mashing their face on the controller. Like there's so many characters that have lots of uh, frame data moves that make them uh, it's in their favor to just keep hitting buttons, you know what I mean? And if you hit a button, you get crush countered, then it's then they get to do a huge combo on you. Yeah. So this game it feels like they have allowed for that play style still, but it is going to cost you like resources and it's like riskier to play like that because it'll, yeah. it'll make you uh, lose your, your meter and then put you at a disadvantage this mm-hmm. advantageous situation. So it's it's really really interesting. The thing are there that, um are uh, there ex attacks? Ex is spent on the drive meter too. Okay. So it's all yeah yeah. So if if you want extra damage or you want combo utility on your move or whatever, that's gonna cost you up there too. And so okay. that you lose that meter when you if you block too much. So yeah. Like you can't just sit in in block stun and you lose it when you get hit too. So like you really have to watch. Like, How what long you're doing. is this meter? <laughs> it's represented by like seven or eight little bars, and then different yeah. things cost like 
Drive impact costs one bar. Drive rush okay. costs three bars. And so you're constantly kind of doing... Yeah. Uh, managing that. And I think all of that is super interesting, and it's going to be sick. Now, my concern <laughs> is that Street Fighter is hard because there is so many buttons, number one. Mm-hmm. Like Six-button game. And then, like, characters with a lot of stuff. Like, it just is hard to deal with all that stuff. So now we're throwing systems on top of systems in this game, which makes me think, like, it's already hard to play dealing with all these things. Now I'm worrying about all these systems, too. It could yeah. be, like, very overwhelming for... I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the good thing about that is I feel like there's a good learning path where you just, like, focus on one part of that system and how you can integrate it. At a, yeah. You get good with one thing at a time, and then at the end of this, you're good at using all the things, and then you're good at the game, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see how it goes. It, it makes, like, the guys that are good at it, it makes it, like, already, I think, more interesting than watching Street Fighter V. Okay. Which, which was really fun to watch, but, like, people kind of optimized in Street Fighter V, where, like, you'd see the same combos from... Yeah from yeah. people who use the same character. And, like, this is not like that at all because there's so much different ways to to do things. And there's Rules. too much back and forth that you can't, like, sit on your meter and know yeah. that you're going to use it for this and yep. whatever, yeah. There's, like, counterplay. Yeah, that's neat. There's counterplay for literally everything. So yeah, it's it's cool. It's really exciting. And uh, I'm excited to get my hands on it. I'm, I'm hoping that it's not they too gotta much. They got to do an open. They got to do an open yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure they will. What well, it comes out next year, right? There's no date on it yet. Oh, but I okay. I think they've said yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. How how many characters are announced at this point? Um, they had six in the beta. Okay. Uh, I can send you the the roster's leaked and it's pretty good. There's probably oh, that's like right. there's probably like twenty characters, twenty two characters in the in the starting roster. Yeah. So, no Urian, though. I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, no Urian what am I gonna and do? no Alex. I'll play uh, Rashid. Zangief. Rashid's in there. Rashid's cool. I could he go was back the, to Rashid. He was your original. Uh, the original, Street Fighter, yeah. Street Fighter Five guy. Yeah. No, I'll so. find somebody. Is Ibuki in it? I don't know. I don't think I've seen Ibuki. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't think I've seen Ibuki. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, Chun Li time. Oh man, Chun Li! I think is the most complex. You always pick the most complex character there is. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Sounds perfect. She does have good pokes, which uh, is what is what you're good at. So. That's what I like. <laughs> so, like another thing that they did, which makes it interesting, is like they have a ton of recovery on moves now. It's like if you are poking a bunch, like if you whiff a poke, like there's a big opportunity to get hit. From your pokes so like yeah. they're trying to discourage you from kind of just standing there and mashing like, they really want you to know what your spacing is for your mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting and like they took away you know how you, like if you got a counter hit you could get a better combo which we were never good enough to do that now they yeah, took no. that away in this game oh and, and now the only time you get better frame data is when you get a punish counter it's only if you hit the recovery of a move instead of, like, instead of, 
Hmm. Like, if we both swing at the same time and my move hits your move, that would normally be a counter hit. If right. we were playing Street Fighter Five and I had hit a crush counter button, it would it would be a crush counter, and then I get a big combo for it. Right. In this game, it doesn't give me that bonus. doesn't matter what button I hit. There's no bonus. Only if you would hit do a move that's unsafe or I whiff punish you because you're in recovery. Like, your move has completed, and then there's it's like going back. It's like you're in the end you're in the end um, animations of your move and I hit you. That's the only okay. time you get big damage now in this game. Hmm. So it's like it's it's taking away the preemptive I need to hit buttons to get big combos and it's more like I need to wait until you overextend yourself and then I do my move and then I get big combo. Hmm. It's like kind of uh it's making it more It's making it more deliberate. Yeah, more reactive as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more as to playing a one-player like, game where I can... Yeah. And, like, the way Street Fighter V worked with block strings and stuff, you could kind of just memorize, like, oh, I know if I do this combo, I'm plus here, plus there, plus here, plus there on all my frame data. So, like, unless the other person used V-reversal, you just knew you could do that all the time. You knew you were mm-hmm. you and like in this game now there's all kind like I can do all kind of things to get out of that situation. So you can't just autopilot things that you used to be able to autopilot. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty. I don't know. We'll see. It's it sounds good in practice. Yeah. But, uh, it's yeah. It, it could be a lot of a lot to think about. We'll say. Yeah. It it sounds like a lot to think about for sure. Yeah. But yeah cool yeah yeah I'm, I'm excited to play it i just haven't watched anything but i'm still looking forward to it yeah absolutely they have um, some good uh good social stuff that they've added to, like added to the game like the battle hub and all that stuff is really silly looking and uh, <laughs> yeah it finally feels like we're at a point where some of that Street stuff Fighters is modern yeah yeah up to par with like the rest of video games yeah yeah Cool. I'm yeah, excited right? for a modern Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is, we we still have a long episode, kind of. So even um, with all the lost audio. Yeah, yeah. It'll probably still be a good length, but um, yeah, I'll fix that up. It'll be fine. But I think that's gonna do it for this one. Um. Still got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, I'll get. I got a lot more to play on Game Pass. I think God of War will be out by the time we do the next one. November. Yeah, probably. but it's like early November, like the ninth, I think. Yeah, so that's it's probable that we will, maybe one of us will start that. I I will probably play that at release. So yeah, I um, want to play Marvel Snap. Oh yeah, I might be. I might be diving into Mario Rabbids. Oh yeah, I want to play that too. Yeah, it just depends. That might be like might be good for when I'm babysitting. It's hard yeah. to uh, it's hard to pl- do anything while I'm babysitting because I have to keep putting stuff down. But that being turn based and being on the Switch where I can just suspend the game, yeah, might be kind of a a good thing. We'll see. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for another one of those. It's been long enough. It's got good <laughs> reviews. I'm secu- I'm curious to like I haven't looked at anything except the announcement trailer so i'm curious to see like what 
what they've added to the game at all. Yeah. Or if it's just the same exact thing, but new levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'll definitely play that too. Yeah. But cool. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it until next time. Keep playing games. Peace.